Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating. I actually pulled today's podcast out of a catalog of calls, one that I did last year, 2019, the eve of the eve, the eve before Christmas Eve, as I like to note that, and you'll hear that at the beginning of the podcast. But I wanted to post this podcast because in this podcast, I actually talk about the meaning of Mary. And for me, this year, we could all use a little bit more merry and bright and the feeling that we want to feel inside of being light. Take a listen. And if you love this podcast, please share, rate, review, and subscribe. I look forward to bringing you more of these in 2021. Good evening, everybody. It's Wendy. So there's a number of things that I want to talk about on this call tonight. Um, and as you heard, we've kind of unleashed, so to speak, uh, the new intro. Um, and there'll be some new things coming in 2020 to, to this call and externally to help you all along your journey of really learning about yourself as you lose the weight in continuing to make the choice to change every moment of every day. And you'll hear a lot more about that as I move into the New Year's series, but don't want to obviously overstep <laughs> the fact that we are in the week of Christmas, at the eve of the eve of, of Christmas, to be exact. And so wanted to be really intentional tonight in my call and do a little bit of dual fold. I know that many of you are planning food and maybe some preparation for either a holiday gathering at your house or potentially a, a gather, going to gatherings over the next two to three days um, and into next week, depending on um, your New Year's. Um, so I do want to split the call a little bit to talk some about being really intentional um, over the this holiday season with your food and what that looks like and what that means. Um, and then also talk a little bit about recipes and food, and, and I'll open up the call as always um, to answer any questions or, or help with any recipe development for any of you that have any favorite recipes that you're not quite sure if they can be on plan. I've done a number of calls in this series on um, how to be at parties and how to take breaks and what to do with that and foods you can bring, but I want to kind of compile all that tonight um, in little tiny segments as reminders as well as um, talk about the, the holiday that's uh, coming up this week. Um, so for those of you that celebrate Christmas, I was always intrigued to hear Merry Christmas. We don't say Happy Christmas. We all tend to say Merry Christmas. And Merry in meaning uh, means to make happy. It's a phrase that actually means joyful and lighthearted. 
And what's so interesting when I think about that part is, you know, how often do we think about those words um, when we think about Merry Christmas? Do we think about those two words, joyful and lighthearted? I know, I know I personally didn't. Um, and typically speaking, when it comes to Mary in general, it's what we're wishing another well. And how often do we associate Christmas with wishing another well, or better yet, with being joyful and lighthearted? It wasn't something that I necessarily have, have put together. I know a lot of times I see signs that say joy on them. It's rare that we see signs that say lighthearted. I really love the words lighthearted. Because when it comes to feeling in your body, if we feel light in our body, that's an amazing feeling to feel light. It feels not heavy, not burdened, not with baggage. And how many of us can feel weighed down and heavy during the holiday season? Whether that's being weighed down truly in our body, uh, feeling heavy in our body, we can feel heavy in our soul or in our psyche, whether that be with regret or burden or loss. Uh, this season is a season of grieving for, for anybody that's had a loss, significant loss in their life. I absolutely find that this, this season can bring up grief for many, many people whether they've lost a person around this time of year or just during this year in general. If this, in fact, is your first year without a loved one and you do feel heavy about it, know that it's normal, even if it's 5 or 6 or 10 or 12 years down the road. Grief is a very heavy emotion. And in grief and loss, we can feel heavy and weighed down. Also, more the reason to really tap in to the word Mary and being lighthearted. We know that foods can be heavy as well. Focusing on what makes us feel light and joy this week would be a difference for many of us, especially if we focus on the foods that make us feel light. It's a rare thing that I hear somebody really being intentional on the foods that make their body feel light. Now, what do, what do I mean by that? I, I mean not weighed down, not heavy, not sluggish, not lethargic, not I want to curl up in the corner and go to sleep foods, right? But the foods that we eat that we actually feel energized after. How many of us really think about food in that way? What gives us energy and what deletes our energy, what lets us feel light and joy in our food, and what lets us feel heavy and weighed down. Looking at foods in those ways during this week might make a difference in what you choose. It's rare that I hear somebody tell me that they chose the lasagna because it made them feel light and like they wanted to go out and run around in their yard after they ate it, <laughs> right? Lasagna, things that are heavier, casserole dishes, those tend to weigh us down and make us feel heavier because of their components that they have. They're higher in fat, and they tend to just take a longer time to process and digest, truthfully, physiologically. 
And so focusing on which foods during the next few weeks enable you to feel light would be a difference for many of us. And then understanding exactly how you eat, how you feel when you eat light foods, when you eat foods that help you feel light, what then do you want to do after that? Do you want to get up and, and do something meaningful? And what's the difference between how you feel if you eat heavy casserole versus a warm, bountiful vegetable soup or salad um, or some, you know, vegetable with, uh, sticks with dip, just depending on what makes you feel light, right? Everybody is a little bit different. And that's the truth. I have worked with many patients who didn't feel light with specific, specific textures. And so if there were are textures that make you feel less comfortable, then obviously avoid those, right? Most of us are led by how the taste of something is or how it feels in our mouth at the moment. But we forget that we're more than a head. Here's what I mean by that. The food goes past our mouth in 30 to 60 seconds. The rest of the time it spends in our body until we pull out whatever we need and defecate the rest, right? So how often are you led by how the food feels in your body versus how it tastes in your mouth? Understanding the distinct difference, if there is, for you would be really imperative in order to get a piece of the puzzle for many of us that keeps us blocked when it comes to losing weight. What does it really feel like after you eat certain foods? How heavy or light do you feel? And where do you feel heavy or light, right? Does it really satisfy your hunger? or your craving, in which way does it satisfy those things? Is it a craving and then you eat it with your mouth and you forget totally about how it feels in your body? Many of us forget that we have a body and that our food actually moves into our body and that absolutely creates feelings depending on the components of what we're eating. So being intentional with your food and focusing on how it really makes you feel in your body can help you really become true navigators of healthful eating. It's a distinct difference that I see with patients that have gotten to their healthy body weight, whether they needed to gain weight, lose weight, etc. If they were unhealthy at the place that they were at, the people that navigated the best really learned to tap into what their body needed and how their body actually felt after they ate certain foods. It's why on maintenance in the plan, I really, really want people to stress, notice how you feel when you start eating foods that you haven't eaten again. I can't tell you how many patients over the years I've heard, you know what, I started to eat X or Y or Z, whatever that might be, and it made me feel terrible. I felt sluggish. I felt lethargic. I don't know if I want to keep doing that. And then conversely, them turning and asking me, why did that happen? 
And the truth is, it was always there. We get desensitized to how we feel in our body. First of all, I, I could probably talk for hours about this subject, so I won't because we don't have that time. And I want to focus on some other things on this call. But we are desensitized to our body as a nation. As a nation, as a country in America, um, and in some other countries too, we shut down and shut off from the neck down. We live in a cognitive brain thinking world, and we do not live in our bodies. And so that's why we don't know when we're eating something over and over and over again how bad our body feels. When you take it out of what you eat for a month, two months, three months, ten months, however long your plan is, you start to get a sensation of feeling different in your body, and your body starts to get that out of there, so to speak, whatever that might be. And so then when you have it again for the first time, it really gives you all the signals of positive or negative feedback. And you're listening again. When we're young, we listen to how we feel in our body until we learn not to. But children will often eat a bite or two of something and go run and play. They're, they're full, they're satisfied, they're comfortable. That food has made them feel at the right spot, and they're done. As adults, we've learned to clean our plate. We've learned to eat foods based on how they look versus how they feel. We learn to, learn to eat foods based on our belief patterns versus our health. Right? There's lots of things that we learn as we get older that don't always serve our body in the right way. So during this Christmas week, focusing on the term Mary and thinking about what really makes you in your body feel lighthearted. We can also feel lighthearted in our mind, our spirit, our head. There's a great book that was written over 25 years ago by Don Miguel Ruiz, R-U-I-Z. It's called The Four Agreements. It's one of the first books I read when I was in my private practice. And it's one of the first books I started to recommend to many, many of my clients. And on many of my calls over the next six weeks, you'll hear little components of the, that book. It's a small book. It's an easy read. And it's really integral in just talking about four agreements, simple agreements that we make with ourselves and or with others, and how to truly find freedom and lightheartedness and joy in life by honoring these four agreements. It's an excellent book. You can YouTube it too, as well as find it on Audible, because it's been around so long. There's lots of uh, interviews with Don Miguel Ruiz, and he has a really different perspective on life when you really look at the simplicity of these four agreements and how often we forget about what he speaks about. One of them is be impeccable with your word. But he was the first person I ever heard say, not just be impeccable with your word about other people, right? Not, not just being honest and not just being kind and, ha you know, having kind of what I call the cultural belief construct that we think about when it comes to being impeccable with your word. But what he further talks about is being impeccable with your word about yourself, too. Because it's not just 
what we say about or to other people. It really is about what we say and do to ourselves. Because what we're doing to ourselves, we do to others. Right? Do unto others as you would do unto yourself. Conversely, we do unto ourselves what we would do to others. And Don Miguel Ruiz was one of the first authors I ever really heard flip that switch, so to speak, and really talk about how we really need to be impeccable with our word to ourselves first, to really be kind to us in order to really create freedom internally, to give ourselves grace, to give ourselves time, to let ourselves grieve, to be kind to us first. And I find that to be so true around food and around weight. Sometimes I feel like we all think the, the harder we are on ourselves, the, wor- the better we're going to be. The worse we make ourselves feel, the better we're going to lose weight. Right? So the more I beat myself up, <laughs> the better I'm going to lose weight. And the truth is, I see and I hear the converse. For my patients that beat themselves up, feel guilty, feel, feel shame-ridden, have a difficult time letting go of regret, things that they maybe shouldn't have done, shouldn't have eaten, shouldn't have said. For those of us that are weighed down by uh, that, it disenables us from moving forward. It keeps us weighed down. And when we feel bad, we do bad. That's absolutely the truth. When we feel bad about ourselves, we do bad things to ourselves. So during this time period of Merry Christmas, think things that enable you to feel lighthearted about you, that enable you to feel joyful about yourself, real joy. Can you laugh with a true joy in your heart? Make it a goal. Doesn't sound like a big goal, has nothing to do with food, but it really does. Because the more joy we feel in life, the less, the less we seek out comfort in food. Again, I'll say it, the more joy we feel in life, the less comfort we seek in our food. And this week is all about joy. And it can be about comfort and connection. But let's get that comfort and connection with other people and not with our food. Right? Let's get the real comfort and the real joy and the real nurturance that we all need. And that's from the heart and it's not from the refrigerator. Dr. Phil said an amazing quote. I I love listening to him. I've listened to that man for 20 years. Um, and he, he is an inspiration on many levels from a professional uh, point of view. But he said such a great quote. I was watching him do an intervention with someone who had an addiction. And he told this gentleman that someday is not a day of the week. And I loved that. I want to steal it from him, but I won't. I'll honor him. <laughs> but it is so true. How often do we say, uh, someday, or for many of us, Monday, <laughs> I'll start to eat healthy. Someday, I'll lose the weight. And as Dr. Phil says, someday is not a day of the week. Today really is the only day that we have. So make today be the merriest Eve of Eve. 
Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.